0: Hello and welcome to Inside the Mind of Champions. Whether it's your first time or you're a regular, with your own seat at the bar, it's great to have you with us. I'm delighted to share that we made it to number one in the podcast charts in St Lucia. So whoever was out there on holiday and fell asleep under that palm tree in your hammock after pressing continuous loop, thank you very much. I saw that Stephen Bartlett, the self-made millionaire entrepreneur and the newest dragon on BBC's Dragon's Den, His podcast was at number two, so in the coming days I'll be expecting him to be cruising past my mini pedlo with his super yacht in the charts. So please keep up the legwork with me and help to share the show so that we can get it into your company resources, into your WhatsApp groups and LinkedIn posts. I'd uh, really appreciate any help to keep us there. I've offered to fly out to St Lucia to meet any of the listeners and of course that offer is open Uh, to do a keynote speech or just to discuss the psychology of high performance with a few quiet rum punches in the sun. But I haven't had the call just yet. So email me at hello at SportingEdge.com if you are indeed in St Lucia and need some help. I hope you are well and that the first slither of 2022 has been positive for you. We're 7% of the way through the year now, so it's time to start picking up the pace I know Boris Johnson is trying to deflect the cake and party gate scandals, but many of our clients seem to be starting to make some bolder moves for the coming months with events and exhibitions and development programs for their leaders, which is great. And and also good to start seeing some companies taking their office staff back into those city centre locations as well. It's been interesting reconnecting with various clients and businesses across Europe over the last few weeks and just exploring what their leadership priorities are for the year ahead. Certainly themes like resilience, a growth mindset and an innovation mindset and leading transformations are still very much at the heart of it. But there's also a wide range of views on the office, home or hybrid working model that still seem to be emerging. I'm sure a lot of it is based on the kinds of work that people do and almost the sort of numbers within the office space. And I know a lot of clients have actually changed the layout of their offices during the pandemic to create more open working spaces and hot desking scenarios for more flexibility rather than all having those, you know, singular desks with our family photos stuck on it every day. I think even those traditionalists that expected us all to be back in the workplace as we were before are starting to realise that there might be different models around where millions of people have shown that they can be equally productive, if not more productive, at home. I actually got asked to write a couple of articles this week for features in the Metro newspaper and GQ to explore this new um, experiment that's going on around the four-day work week. And it feels like we need to wrestle with this hybrid model first and find some balance after the pandemic before we throw another massive change in. So that's definitely something we can explore in a future episode. But today I wanted to introduce you to a lady called Dr. Camilla Pang, who's written a wonderful book called Explaining Humans, What Science Can Teach Us About Life, Love and Relationships. It was the winner of the Royal Society Science Book Prize in 2020. Camilla is a scientist with a PhD in biochemistry, and at age 8 she was diagnosed with Autistic Spectrum Disorder, or ASD, and also ADHD at the age of 26. Her career and studies have been heavily influenced by her diagnosis, and she's driven by her passion for understanding humans, our behaviour, and how we work. If you like geeky science and human behaviour, then you'll definitely love Camilla's book I'll add it into the show notes for you to follow the link. I read her book and found the way she explained elements like fear, focus and relationships really thought provoking as they were all described through the lens of her autism and ADHD. I found it fascinating and wanted to learn more about her perspective and how we could use that to create more supportive environments for neurodivergent people in the workplace. There's a lot of new terms in this area for us to get our heads around. The most common is neurodiverse, which means that we all have different hardware or brain structures that create diversity in the way we process information, socialise, focus or learn. It's not really describing anything. It's just stating the reality that when you lift the bonnet, we're all wired differently. Then we have the term neurotypical, which is where People have the expected functional profile without any signs of autism and those kind of things. And then we have neurodivergent, which is the term where people whose brain functions differently in one way or several ways than is considered standard or typical. So these things include autism, Asperger's syndrome, dyslexia, dyspraxia, ADHD, OCD and Tourette's amongst others. So there's several examples of where these conditions diverge away from what's considered standard or neurotypical. But the key for me isn't just to label them, it's to understand them. It's not about fixing everything, it's about accommodating everything. And this is where the future workplace can evolve even further in the months and years ahead. I met Camilla in London when she just moved flats and I was just giving her an update on my travel plans as I jumped from the main trains down into the tubes just to give her a plan of when I'd arrive at a house and in my normal way I sent her a text saying that I'd be around at a house at around nine-ish. That was my text message and I thought it was a nice update just to keep her posted but then I'm not autistic and a text flashback immediately saying okay great what does nine-ish mean? 8.50, 8.55, 9.05 or 9.15? And I realised that my communication during this interview would need to be ultra considerate of Camilla's preferences. We set up and I explained the various questions that I'd like to explore. And after hearing about her successful career path, I first wanted to understand the difference between the lived experiences and challenges of autism compared to ADHD.
1: So for me, the difference between autism and my ADHD um, is, is basically autism is something that is very detail-focused, oriented, where you actually form your world based on the details that you see and what you take in. It's very inward, and you kind of crave to be alone a lot of the time, even though you seek connection. But you're not too sure what that is yet. When it comes to ADHD, it's almost as if you're spinning outwards. You're constantly understimulated. You kind of need to move. You need the chaos to actually substrate your thoughts and experiment so that you can actually systemize and live. And it was kind of a constant battle for me, especially when in a nine to five job where we you're expected to be incredibly focused and present, but, nec- but actually like in a seat, nine to five, I'm like, I have no idea how people do it, but my ADHD, my ADHD was like, what are you doing? You need to be. If, if, you, if you need to perform and be creative and do all the things that your job tells you to, there's no way that you're sitting down. And I'm like, I agree with you. <laughs> and so at lunch break, I had our panic attacks and that energy that was meant to be spent on being creative and thinking was actually kept in a cage. And so it turned into this kind of, weird toxic energy that you need to release and that came as a panic attack a lot of the time. So it's about knowing when you're spinning outwards and being like, okay, my body needs to move up and down and for people to not demonize you because of that. And when you need time on your own, which you might switch between the two, you need to know and be self aware enough to ask for that for yourself, but also for the environment. You're like, okay, Even though I've just been talking with you guys, and I've been very dramatic, I now need to go on a room on my own. So can you just leave me for about 45 minutes?
0: So for Camilla, autism feels inward, isolating and detail focused, but her ADHD means that she harnesses the energy and chaos from the outside into a creative energy inside. I can imagine that the collision and conflict of these two processing powers makes her feel intensely frustrated at times and agitated like she needs to run and escape to a quiet and safe space. When thinking about the new ways of working, we tend to lump everyone into the same group. We're working four days in the office and one day at home, or sales are gonna be working in the office and the call center and the legal department and back office, you can work from home. But this is a very blunt approach. How about considering the personal attributes and thinking styles of our talented teams and shaping the conditions and working rhythm accordingly? I know this means a lack of standard ruling, but also we're not standard in the way our brain works. And I think that's where we've got a real opportunity to move away from these set rules and move to a more flexible trust-based opportunity. I asked Camilla about how she felt about working in an office compared to working from home as a scientist.
1: Working from home, I think is great. Obviously, it's it's a a, a space where people can exist in their own space and not apologise for sitting in a weird way. Um, But also that element of deep focus, I think is essential. So work isn't just about um, deep focus. It's also about being on the fringes of what you're doing and how that relates to everyone else. Um, in the team but also enjoying the work environment. I know that sounds like very irrelevant to the project but it's kind of so true because then it all comes down to trusting and knowing a bit more about how your employees kind of tick so that when you work with them you can kind of know what wavelength they're on. And for me, I really miss that. I, I really miss people and I think writing and you know doing what I do bioinformatics it's great but it can be quite isolating at times and so I crave being with people and so I work from cafes a lot just to kind of shake the senses up so that I can kind of think a bit more but also which is kind of maybe potentially part of my ADHD <laughs> I need to shake my senses so I can actually think but I think it's a mixture I think Now we know we can do it. Now companies which were previously afraid of working from home, be like, well, we've managed to adapt and everyone seems to be fine and everyone seems to be working. Um, If anything's made us more conscious of our employees' mental health. I think it's actually done a really good thing for work life and it's made people um, know that they can have the time and space to think in their family environment, and whilst also not feeling guilty that they're not doing work. There's more trust among people in my eyes.
0: So again, we've got this paradox of Camilla's detailed, focused work, benefiting from working in a relaxed way at home where she can fidget or move or take a break without worrying about what anyone else thinks that she's doing. She's just producing quality, detailed work. And then her ADHD craves connection, noise and chaos. And that's why even through the restrictions of the pandemic, she's been actively seeking out working in cafes, knowing that she can retreat back to her quiet space at home when needed. The new workplace will need to focus on measuring output and impact rather than where and when we did the work. But that's hard to measure and standardise in large organisations. My hope in creating this podcast episode is to get you to meet Camilla and to experience life through her eyes for a few moments. Maybe there are individuals in our teams that need more flexibility and their preferences need to be understood. Ultimately, we'll all be judged on the quality of our work, but wouldn't it be great as we reconsider the 2022 workplace if we gave everyone the chance to be their very best? I hope you've enjoyed listening please do drop me a note on LinkedIn with your thoughts. I'm learning about this topic and I'm really fascinated by it. So if you can add to any of the thinking or challenge any of my points, then I'm really all ears. And if you do need some help with some thought-provoking digital content, like Camilla's video interview for your business, then please do give me a shout. Or if you need a leadership speech or a conference, especially in St. Lucia, I'm all ears. So drop me a note through to hello at sportingedge.com if I can help in any way. So until next time, have a great day and we'll see you soon.